Hello everyone, welcome to the Hormone Helper Podcast. I'm Coach Andrew, your Hormone Helper from Fit For All Fitness. I personally coach over 1,600 men and women to help better understand their hormones so they can lose weight and get their metabolism back on track. With this podcast, you're going to hear from me and my special guests about everything from metabolism to thyroid to weight loss, and we even talk a little bit of sexy time as we chat to spread more knowledge thick like butter on your hormones. If you're ready to learn, I'm ready to share, so let's do this. Welcome to the next stop in our five-day hormone balancing challenge. Today, we are going to be chatting about four changes you can make to stop fighting your own metabolism by removing the stressors to your body's hormone systems. Before we go in today's content, though, I want to do a quick recap of what we did in the last episode where we focused on setting our sleep right so we could increase our growth hormone creation. Hopefully at this point, everyone has a consistent sleep and wake routine, you've cleaned up your sleep hygiene, and you've started your coffee reduction. I know I have. So if not, you're still in time as you can make these changes by listening to the episode prior. So next on our list is going to be metabolism recovery. Our metabolism is the radio knob that either turns up or turns down based on how your body feels. And of course, how much energy you use in store. That dial is turned either faster or slower depending on how much stress you have. I think everyone and their mother at this point has had different stressors into their life. So when you hear the word stress, I'm sure you're picturing something completely different than your next door neighbor or even your partner that happens to be listening to the podcast right now. Little cue, your partner should be listening. I want you right now to stop and think of what the word stress represents to you. Unlike the caveman ages where stress was just fine food and survived being eaten, stress is really involved into a 24-hour day-to-day part of our lives. Our bodies respond to really three different types of stress, and they all affect our hormones and ultimately the rate of our energy usage and our metabolism. So there's physical stress, mental stress, and emotional stress. Let's talk about physical stress first. So physical stress comes in many forms, but it's all related to damage done to the body. When we are doing activity, for example, that is actually structured damage. So the whole purpose of creating physical stress on ourselves is we are doing just enough damage for the body to recover. It recovers and makes that muscle stronger. And then we are able to do that damage again. If we stack damage on top of damage, but do it in a way that is structured and the body can of course recover, then you start to become stronger and stronger. And then you have more lean muscle mass, you have a better metabolism. And that level of stress, if monitored correctly, is good. However, there are such things as too much physical stress. For example, let's say someone works a construction job and they're spending 8 to 10 hours a day overusing their body all the time. Or if someone is training 7 days a week at 2 hours a day, then they push past that area where essentially their body and their stress or hormone cortisol can no longer cope with how much damage is being done. So the way that this happens is is ideally, if you're supposed to sleep eight hours, you're doing just enough damage to your body that within that eight hours of sleep, you can recover it and everything is fine. Of course, you and I both know 99% of the people listening to this podcast probably don't sleep eight hours. They probably don't get the best recovery. 
and chances are they're not intaking the right amount of nutrients that's required to fuel that recovery. So from a physical stress standpoint, what happens is, is all of that damage, not all of it gets repaired. So over weeks, months, and possibly years, what happens is, is that same muscle gets torn and broken down and repaired, but it doesn't allow any growth or development. That is really hard hormonally on the body because the body gets to a point where it can't put out enough energy to be able to cope and actually repair your body. So when we talk physical stressor, it is anything physically that you are putting your body through that is hard enough that it can't repair. Now there's mental stress, which affects our brain and our thoughts. Mental stress comes in the form of constant processing or the inability to turn off when needed. So for example, a lot of high functioning people, a lot of the business owners that I coach and speak to tend to be super high functioning. It's a good trait to have. You're always on the ball. You can think of many things at once, but at the same time, your brain is a muscle as well too. And your cortisol is responsible for basically using that energy through the start of the day and having you be able to actually make it to the end of the day. We need to recover and repair the brain as well. All of those neurons that are firing, all of those thoughts that we're thinking, all of that energy is being used. And if we don't repair it, then what starts happening is, is our brain starts to develop things like brain fog. You start to get headaches. You start to get migraines. You start to get forgetful because your body can't put out enough energy. And of course that becomes a stressor to the body. So mental stress, having thoughts that never end having endless to-do lists that just continuously pile up, not taking breaks through the day. It all comes in the form of mental stress. And if we do not deal with that mental stress, the same thing happens. Our brain cannot repair fully. And then over time, over the span of those weeks, months, and years, you develop those issues and you start putting a stressor on your cortisol system. And the final form, the hardest form, in my opinion, to see is emotional stress. Emotional stress can affect you both internally and externally, although it has nothing to do with internal and external. It's instead how your body is using the stress hormone cortisol. So when we look at emotional stress, people seem to think, or at least, you know, as a man growing up for myself personally, I heard all the time, like, just push it down, just push your emotions deep down into a box, lock them, forget that they ever exist. That's what being a man is like. Um, that gets to you eventually dealing emotional tolls on the body, having uh, trauma that is not properly addressed or that you're trying to avoid. What ends up happening is, is you continuously replay in your brain, what we call reoccurring loop patterns where essentially over and over again, you keep thinking about the trauma, the stressor, you keep thinking about the bad relationship. You keep thinking about the things that emotionally weigh you down and the body starts getting into a fight or flight system. The body starts thinking, I keep having these thoughts. I must be in danger. I must attach something to this and it will either say flight or fight. If it says flight, you become sad, you become distant, you detach. If it becomes fight, you become angry, you lash out. And a lot of our emotions are governed by hormonal responses.
So this fight or flight system is managed by the hormone cortisol, which manages your metabolic energy through the day. So if we're not paying attention as to how much emotional struggle or how many open things we have kind of on our book that we're refusing to address, not addressing, not really dealing with, it can take a longer toll and eventually it can start to affect us physically as well. So a lot of people don't really take emotional stress as a stressor. They're like, oh, this is just things going into my life. But it is really, really hard because all of these stressors, they use a ton of specific hormone, like I said, called cortisol. So the idea of this hormone is it's supposed to regulate immediate energy usage through the day. Everybody has what is called a cortisol cycle and it starts super high, meaning you have a full tank of gas, let's say. And then it ends really low, meaning you need to fill up for the end of the day. If your metabolism and your hormones are stable, the idea is you should be able to make it to the end of the day without going past a quarter tank with your cortisol. But what happens if your cortisol level goes past empty and your day isn't even done yet? Well, that's when your body starts dialing back your metabolism in an effort to save you more energy. A slower metabolism means less calorie burn, which stores more calories on your body as fat. And that is how your weight comes up or how your body composition starts to change. To avoid this, we need to make sure we never empty that tank of energy through the full day. So here are four things that we can do to change daily to make sure that we don't double dip from our energy storage and from that cortisol gas tank. Let's go through them. Number one, for physical training, do not over-exercise. Overtraining is the quickest way to put you the farthest from your results. People think more is better, but like I said before, training is structured damage. The idea is if you rip it a little bit, it's going to repair and it's going to become stronger. Think of your muscle like essentially a group of workers. So your bicep, it's got four strands of muscle. There's four workers working. The idea is, is you're going to push them to their absolute limit to the point where one of them drops due to fatigue. And then the whole team says, we need to recruit one more member for this team so we can continue to lift or do the things that we need to do. Now, in order for those men to survive each and every time you go through this process, you got to feed them. You got to hydrate them. You got to make sure that they get proper rest or you're going to burn them out and you're going to cause what's called muscle wasting. So for activity, realistically, activity should be done three to four times a week, an hour, 40 minutes to an hour max. 99% of people who do that and who have a well-balanced diet for their hormones, they exhibit no issues of overtraining. It's the people that tend to do six, seven days a week where they're doing one and a half to two hours worth of training, or they might do a strength training and a cardio. They're overdoing it. So for this, if you are over exercising like that and you're finding the weight is stuck, it's not coming down. I'm starting to feel even more fatigued. My body's changing in ways I don't like. You got to dial it back. It sounds counterintuitive, but the more recovery you get, the better off you're going to be for your hormones. Number two, for mental stressors, you need to detach from 24-hour stressors. You need to. Now, you can do this with, with what I call the DDD method. 
Okay, my wife Lorna is going to love this as DDD is short form for her program, but I'm going to use a short form for something completely different and it stands for do, delegate or delete. For all you to-do list people or these people that keep juggling these beehive thoughts in and out through their brain, if you continuously put things on your plate that you don't finish, your body and your brain is not going to finish that loop. So you're going to be in a constant state of processing. You only put on your plate what you can do within a 24 hour period. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down an entire list of everything that you have to do for the week. And you're going to separate it into three tabs. You're going to separate it into do what is the only things that I can do that no one else can do for me that I have to get done. You're going to put it in the tab called delegate. What are tasks or issues that are there that someone else can do? Your partner, a family member, you hire somebody. Don't do it all yourself. I'm a huge fan of hiring people. I hire coaches. I hire people to do landscaping, other stuff. I can do a lot of the things I hire people for, but my time is better spent doing something else. And my hormone panel is better spent not stressing out about nonsense stuff. So you've got do, only do what you can do, delegate, what are you going to pass off or give to someone else, or delete. None of you like to delete anything. You feel like you're all superhuman and you can get everything done. Sometimes you have to focus on the one to two things that move the needle forward for the week, for the month. You don't need to be accomplishing everything at once. Newsflash, your to-do list is never going to be finished, ever. There's always going to be things that pop up because that's how life works. Life's sole goal is to have you pay back the debt that you were given when it was like, oh, I'll let you live today. So every single day you are going to get a fresh set of challenges and that is your payment. So you have to be okay with always having something on the go. So you need to start deleting things that you cannot either accomplish today or that you cannot accomplish within the week. Delete it, destroy it off of the list, write a new list every single week. I do this normally on Sundays, my do delegate and delete, and it allows my calendar to stay clean and clear. It allows me to mark time for the things that are actually really important. And it frees up my mental capacity and closes those loops. So that way I can focus on doing things like podcasting, like coaching our clients to actually help and support everybody. Now, number three, this is going to be for your emotional stressors. You have to give yourself closure or detach from relationships that aren't serving you. Relationships are the number one toxic thing that people tend to carry around that they just don't finish. Emotional trauma is something that people have, but it's few and far between, but toxic relationships that's huge. The easiest way to remove emotional trauma from your life is to detach from relationships that aren't serving you. I want you to think of relationships like a business. Okay. Sounds a, sounds a little, uh, a little black and white and it's supposed to be the idea of a business or of a good quality relationship, or even, you know, as I look at what me and Lorna have, for example, cause we're, we're phenomenal. We're business partners and we're relationship partners. Okay is it's two people showing up at 100% of what their capacity is in that moment. 
if 100% of my capacity is 20 and 100% of your capacity is 80, we make 100%. It fluctuates all the time. But if you're giving your 100 and someone is giving you their zero, this relationship is not going to work for you. Even if they're family, even if they're blood, even this blood is thicker than water, I can't not speak to my father, I can't not talk to my ex. There are barriers that you can put into place. I only talk to them once a month. I only send messages when needed. I have a separate phone where I can detach from any of these toxic things. You need to be able to start closing these boundaries from the relationships that aren't serving you. And that's hard. One of the things that I like to do is basically just step away. Every time I experience a relationship that is not serving me or that doesn't serve me anymore, I, you know, will answer the message that they give and then I'll take a step back and be like, I'm busy. I'm focusing on something else. I need to put more time into this. And it allows the people to understand that you are type taking those steps that you're making that transition. I'm not a relationship coach. I should probably say this as a disclaimer first. It doesn't matter. I'm not a relationship coach, but I'm a very practical person. And if you're carrying baggage that you have been out of this relationship for five, 10, 20 years, and you're still having issues, you need to close it. You need to close it off because the majority of your stressors could be coming from that. See a relationship coach, see a therapist, do something about it, talk to the person, but you have to close it. So I want you to focus on one relationship that you've been carrying with you that you have to stop carrying and you either have to let them carry it or you've got to walk away from that thing because it's really, really going to be the thing that helps the most from a stressor point is the closure. Finally, number four, I want you to put yourself into a sympathetic state with meditation and breath work. So a sympathetic state is essentially when we are at a state of calm and a state of rest. Our heart rate is relatively low. The energy state is very stable. And I love doing this with meditation and with breath work. Meditation is not this woo thing where some shaman is supposed to enlighten your soul by transporting beams. It's not how this works. Meditation, again, is a very practical and logical person. is a way to slow down your heart rate. It's a way to tell your body and your systems that you are in a safe space, and it allows you to take control of the steering wheel again. When we are led by cortisol, our fight and flight response, if we are led only by that, we lead a reactive life where we are exposed to making decisions on the spot, to being attacked on the spot. We feel like everything is happening to us and it's hard to remove stressors and it's hard to break out of that state when you have no control. So the first thing you need to do is take control by grabbing hold of that steering wheel, the steering wheel of your life, of your body, of your heart rate and your systems. Meditation and breath work are great for that. There are some awesome apps that are good for meditation. I'll drop them down in the show notes that allow for like a two to three minute meditation. Literally, you can meditate as little as 90 seconds. Like it's not a long time. What's important though, is that you are present and focus during the meditation, finding a quiet space, 
separating from your kids, separating from your partner or from your workspace and just do the meditation. There's a ton of them that I'll link in the show notes, but meditation is really important to show down that heart rate. And with that breath work, breathing, just breathe. I'm not going to teach you a secret technique to breathing. I just want you to breathe more. When people are stressed, when people are constantly on the go and they're traveling back and forth from their job to picking up their kids at soccer, to go to show a real estate home, to your staging something, it makes you take really, really short and tiny breaths and you short yourself of oxygen and less oxygen puts you in a fight state and a fight state means that you use more cortisol. So you want to slow yourself down. You want to start taking nice and deep breaths. You want to focus on your heart rate, on your metabolism, and you want to just relax. You want to just breathe. You want to slow down your speaking, which slows down your brain process, which allows you to chillax a little bit. If you notice, it's what I'm doing right now. Slow it down. You can afford two to three minutes or 10 minutes on meditation. So those are the four tips for this podcast. By eliminating your stressors, you're going to put yourself in less of a tax on your hormone for cortisol, which can allow you to slowly improve your metabolism over time. My suggestion for you is to tackle one of the first three for the month. Just pick one of the first three, tackle it for the month, and then you're going to do number four daily if possible. For most of you listening, some of these stressors have been in your life for a very long time. So you've got to give yourself permission to give yourself time and have patience as you know that they're not going to go away overnight. So make sure that you check out the next five day challenge video in the podcast. It's going to be on digestion and bloating, the early sign of hormone imbalance. Well, it seems I'm all out of info juice for today. That's all for this episode. And thank you so much for listening. Please leave a raving review for me if you've learned something good and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you're in the mood for some more great content and tools to get your hormones on track, why not check out our free Facebook group and the blog on our site. We do amazing weekly trainings in our group that me and my wife call Tea and Teachings that give good tips for anything hormones and metabolism related. It's also a great community where you get to share your goals and success with like-minded people just like you. I'll make sure to drop both the Facebook group link and the blog link in the show notes for you. Um, Or if you're ambitious like me, the name of the group is Weight Loss and Balanced Hormones. Uh, It'll say fit for all beside it with a picture of me. So come and join us and have more fun.